My name is Deborah Lee Smith. I am an actor, a filmmaker, and a mental health advocate, and I am The Hustle. Welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, a weekly experience where produced screenwriter and podcaster Daniel Tuttle sets out to educate and inspire artists and entrepreneurs all over the world with the stories and challenges of those hustling towards their success. Hello, 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 League of Hustle. It is I, your host, Daniel Tuttle. I am so excited to be back with you today. I am so sorry for the long wait for this final part of our interview with Deborah Smith. I know it's been a few weeks. You know, life got in the way, kids and Halloween and all the other stuff going on. And I'm so sorry. I, I really appreciate you sticking with us. We got more episodes coming out. And like I said, these episodes are just going to be kind of released very liquidy. There's going to be sometimes maybe we don't have an episode one week or we have an episode, but it comes out on a different day. I'm doing what I can and I hope you'll stick with me. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I'm so excited to bring you our finale with Deborah Smith. Today, Deborah talks more about More Than You See, what made her decide to start it. We talk more about acting and Deborah takes the MySpace quiz. Now, I don't want to keep you, so please enjoy this final part three of my interview with Deborah Lee Smith. Let the hustle begin. So, uh, my question was you know, right. again, not advocating people stampede you with pitches, but if someone's going to come up to you and pitch, what do you expect them to have ready? Mm hmm. How should they come ready to pitch you? So, I mean, for me, again, it's often indie films. So for me, that means that the script has to be fantastic because it really is about the world that has been built in the script itself. And with this television pilot, like the pilot script is is incredible. Something actually that I heard in a clubhouse this morning that is so aligned with this, which I mean... It's it's fascinating the access that we have now with Clubhouse listening into conversations. And this woman was saying that if you are pitching, if you're pitching network, a network show, then you should only have the pilot and a very strong pitch deck, which goes into the characters, the the tone of the show, who you would want to play these characters, all of that sort of stuff. If you want to pitch cable then you have to have the whole arc of the first season, which I thought was fascinating that there that there was such a differentiation between the two. And she's like a Warner Brothers executive. So like this is, you know, coming from a, a reputable source. Yeah, because I always heard you need, like I just as a general idea, you need to have not only the first season arc, but you need to have an idea of the next three or four seasons, at le- or at least be prepared to answer questions, you know, about those. So... For that's sure. Interesting. There is such a difference. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's that's certainly always the case. Like t- you, you should always know where your seasons are going to go. But I but I do. I think that was fascinating. The fact that there was like such a differentiation between the two. But anyways, I digress. As far as indie films are concerned, the, the script. And then, of course, like when I'm then going to pitch to like if I then am pitching to get financing for a film or something like that, then it's also really important to have 
a pitch deck, but when a pitch deck, when it comes to indie film, often has a business plan attached to it as well. So you've got like the very basic waterfall breakdown as far as who's going to get what money and at what different points throughout the like profit sharing of the film, as well as there's some like legal disclaimers that have to be in every pitch deck for when you're asking for financing, like legal by the state of California. Then we often have a budget and that sort of stuff as well. So it's a little, it is a little different for indie film, but again, it also depends at what stage you're at in the pitching. If I can ever, you know, shadow you, or if you ever do some sort of like online webinar that I can audit, uh, just let me know. Just send me a link um and i, I mean we're me. gonna have lots of clubhouse conversations yes. uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together a clubhouse just so i can learn things from you <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be <laughs> like daniel why is there nobody else here don't worry about that i just have let me go through my questions here real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds good can't wait so what do you love about acting you know what is it about embodying a character and you know as, as someone put it the other day like giving a character a soul Like, what is it about it that you love so much? I mean, man, I just love uh, being able to try on different skins and how, like, because I think that I really love looking at the things outside of the character, Mm -hmm. like what they do, like what their profession is, what their wardrobe is, what their favorite, I don't know, snack is like I I really love sort of going outside in when I'm building a character because I really find those different things are really really fun and I think that comes from my storytelling as far as my English lit background Mm -hmm. is concerned because you know you you like I love script analysis and and I think that I love script analysis because I that was what I studied for four years at Berkeley even though it was you know we were studying Canterbury Tales and medieval literature but it was still script analysis and I think that it also because it you know it tells so much about tells so much about the character but it also tells so much about what's going on in society around that character and so I think that you know, that's that's just my favorite is is just sort of is building the world around the character and then deciding how that character then fits in to to the world. What's your least favorite part about acting? Um, I don't know. You know, it's funny because the things that are usually the least favorite, I don't actually bother me like the rejection, the you know, any of that sort of stuff, I really can manage pretty well and it doesn't really bowl me over. I would say when, like, my least favorite is when you really fall in love with a character and then you don't book the role. So you only get to live in that character for for a short period of time. That's probably my least favorite. All right. So you mentioned, and I'm not, I'm kind of skipping around here. We'll go back to more than you see in a second, but I just wanted to bring up, you mentioned in a clubhouse that you're kind of a baby writer. Uh, you're starting to write. Uh, mm-hmm. You wrote a historical uh, yeah. screenplay based on, you know, your, your family. What kind of pushed you to kind of start writing? Is it just wanting to get that story out? Was it that story specifically? Or was it something where mm-hmm. you've read all these other, you know, obviously you get pitched and you see all these other screenplays and, and stuff like that. And was it just like, can I do this? So for me, I've always like from the start of my career, I've always thought, like, how can I help others? Like, how can I help this other person make their story mm-hmm like bring their story to life either as an actor or as a producer I just love 
being able to assist others. And that has always been, that's always been my focus. And it, and, and, and because I really was like, again, going back to like the create your own content thing, which I, I am a huge advocate for that. But I think that when people just say that as a blanket statement, it can be very damaging because people will think like, oh, crap, like create my own content. But like, I don't know how to create my own content. Like that can seem very overwhelming and daunting. And so I, whenever people ask me for my advice, like young actors or whoever starting out and whatever, I always say to them, you know, like create your own content, but that doesn't mean that it has to be your story. Like if you have a story that you resonate with and you want to help someone else by making cookies and bringing coffee to set and starting out in that way, like great, like good on you for, for helping someone else tell their story. And so that's really been my mantra until, uh, until the this story that I wrote about my grandma. And I also always knew that I will write a script about my experience in Australia and working in construction, living in a construction camp. I mean, my last year in construction, I, I lived basically in a work camp and we had we were on like a fly in fly out roster. And that's a world that is not discussed at all. And is, um, I mean, going back to my mental health stuff, my goodness, the implications that that mm -hmm. has on mental health. And so I, I do have a script in, in my brain as far as where that's going to go. But as far as my grandma's script, I mean, I knew that this was a story that I really wanted to tell. And I'm going to I'm going to pitch you really quick. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you a little Wait, bit about the script. So. <laughs> my producer hat on. <laughs> All right, there you go. Ahead. Yes. Uh huh. So my grandma's brother, older brother, was a World War Two pilot. Um, he was in the Air Force and he was shot down in Italy in World War Two. And he was declared missing in action. Sixty years later, my grandma got a letter from an Italian gentleman that said, I think I know where your brother's body is buried. <sighs> And that, I mean, that is, that's actually what happened. Um, my, this is like my great uncle Herschel, that is, you know, who he, and so he was, his body was exhumed and buried in a Jewish cemetery next to my grandpa three years ago. Wow. So that's what happened. And so when I, I knew that I wanted to tell this story, but I wanted to tell it from the perspective of my grandma as a 16 year old who's her father was a not a good father. Her father had a gambling problem and was not around. And so this big brother of hers was her like main male influence in her life. And so I wanted to tell a story about, you know, two Jewish kids living in Pittsburgh uh, during World War II and the conflicts that happen when like the one person who is your main father figure in your family has to go to war and has to go you know, to fight for being Jewish, like, of course, he wanted to go and fight the Nazis, but he had a lot of resistance to going to war because for him, he was like, my people, like, yes, my people are the Jews in Europe who are being slaughtered, but like, my people are also my my Jewish family in Pittsburgh. And there was a lot of anti-Semitism in the U.S. during World War II as yep. well that is not talked about at all. Not at all. There, there were Nazi rallies 
here in the U.S. Yep. That's not talked about. The, yes. the Nazis visited mm-hmm. Disneyland. Like that is yep. like the stuff that we right. don't talk about when it comes to Germany and our preparedness for it and maybe a sociability to it is uh yeah is not talked about enough at all. Yeah. So this is the script that I wrote with a friend of mine, and I'm attached to that as the the older sister, mm-hmm. who's also a super fun, fiery character and. It's, I mean, it's funny because I, again, like I, I didn't necessarily want to write until it was something, until it was a story that I personally had to tell. And, you know, going back to your question about pitching, I think that if you're pitching something, understanding why this is your story, what, what you as a storyteller bring to this story is so important because there's only so many you know stories in the world and they've all been done so like what is yours like what is your perspective that brings it to light in a whole new way i think think the same thing that i I tell when you know someone hires me to help develop their podcast the first thing i ask them or when somebody asks me you know about their podcast uh the first thing i ask them is what are you searching for with your podcast what are you mm-hmm. personally looking for mm-hmm. for me starting yeah. this podcast it was looking for networking it was looking for creating a community yeah. here in la and searching for knowledge to give to others for for when they prepare to move here or when they start their, their careers here and so i always so i think the same thing could be said with like screenwriting like with the script what are you searching for what are you looking to get out there? What are you looking to do with it? What are you looking to learn from it? Um, so obviously we talked about how you're a big advocate of mental health and and how, uh, you know, especially even some of the films you've produced and some of the things you talk about online. And I, you know, I saw this before you even started the nonprofit. But, uh, you know, what is your mission and your goal with uh, More You See? Yeah, so with more than you see i started it a couple years ago when i was going through a really difficult time and it it was it was really the thing like creating that organization was the thing that sort of pulled me out of that dark period in my life like it really gave my life purpose in a very important way but the purpose behind it and the mission is the fact that i think that there is a lot of resources for people with um clinical depression anxiety just like clinical diagnoses as far as it comes to mental health and mental illness But there isn't a lot of conversations around just the everyday person who is just feeling shitty and how how you can pull yourself out of those dark times. Um, I think that especially with the pandemic, those lines are becoming blurred because there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have never experienced depression or anxiety before. And now they certainly are because of the pandemic. I grew up with my my stepsister growing up as bipolar and um, and so I certainly that was definitely my first experience with that as a kid, as well as, um, again, going through all of the stuff that I went through as a kid and speaking to a therapist and uh, yeah, going going through my own, you know, childhood trauma when it came to that. But, you know, recently, I just think that it's again, it's just so important to um, provide resources for every, all members of our community. But I think that, that there's, depending upon who you are, there's a lot of different things that might pull you out out of dark times. And so that's what more than you see is devoted to is, is providing non-traditional resources. And so both on my podcast, as well as on my website, I share, you know, 
books, um, other podcast episodes, um, TED Talks, videos, songs. You know, like I, I think I'm uh, going to do a podcast episode about WandaVision coming in the future because of, you know, like because of grief. And I think that, you know, we like pop culture talks about mental health in a lot of ways, but I don't think that the necessarily there's blatant connections made Mm. between things like just very direct like this is an illustration of this and I think that sometimes having those identifiers are very important because then it allows us to you know talk about our own or or recognize ourselves in others and you know like when I created this organization it was really because I listened to a podcast episode with an actor who I hugely admire, and he was talking about how he was feeling suicidal, how he was dealing with suicidal thoughts. And this was after he was already a huge star in Hollywood. And I was like, this is so, it just made me feel seen in an entirely new way that I hadn't experienced before. And I felt like, he he got me in in a way that I really needed at that point. And I think that as creatives and as, you know, having a having a platform and, and continuing to grow my career, which means that I'm going to get more and more notoriety and be more of a public facing person. I just think that it's so important to have conversations around mental health. And, and I really am building the platform for those conversations to happen that's that's fantastic and i love that it's kind of about like just not like the big clinical stuff but about like just that day-to-day feeling that you you struggle with sometimes that you go through that you can have a day where you feel like shit and just just in this dark spot and it's not because and it's not a continual thing you just have a day or two days or a week where you're just mm-hmm. going through something and, it, and it's deep in there and you yeah. need to find that release and those people that understand you. And I mm-hmm. think that's fantastic. Tell mm-hmm. you know, if you real quick, tell people about your podcast, where they can find it, what they can expect from it. Uh, and yeah, what they expect to hear from it. Yeah. So the podcast is, is short, little, like 15 minute episodes that I release every Monday and they discuss a specific topic. For example, the one that I did this week was about relationships in COVID because it was, you know, it's, I <laughs> recorded it on Valentine's Day, actually. <laughs> but just like in my filmmaking, I try to bring like a little bit of a new perspective mm-hmm. to my podcast and to what I'm talking about. So it's not really necessarily what you would think. Like it isn't, it isn't a podcast about you know I don't know being sad of being lonely or anything like that like I'm really instead talking about the positive things that we can get out of our own self-love and self-discovery when it comes to um yeah not having a relationship or being in a relationship and and I always try to provide a tool or a little bit of a homework assignment so that people can have a takeaway from each episode and the intention is that they're short episodes so people can go back and re-listen to them if they need. And I mean, I have one about habits. I have one about just like COVID in general and yeah, grief and, and trauma and the fact that even though we are now used to this trauma, that doesn't make that trauma any less pertinent in our lives and, and you know, can be overwhelming and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm really excited. And I at this point, there's no, there's not an interview 
portion of it, although I do have some ideas for how I would want that to um, develop in the future. But for me, it's it's really about uh, examining our own selves and how that relates to our mental health and, and diving into, again, you know, I call it more than you see because it's it's about how we all wear masks and we all have different personas that we share with different people in our lives and how important it is to feel vulnerable and safe with some that we can like completely take our masks off and, and share of ourselves with others. And um, the reminder that we all don't know what we are going through, that we need to practice like grace and, you know, self-love and care for others, like first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And my goal with this is that, you know, people have a better understanding of our of themselves, but also of of people in their community and their friends and family and, and an understanding that we're all going through stuff and mental health is thankfully becoming less stigmatized, mm-hmm. but there still is some stigma around it and reminding everyone that we all are, are going through stuff and we need to, yeah, practice that that grace for others. Yeah, as we, we always say on the podcast here, you're not the only person on the side of the road crying. Like there's always someone else yeah. going through the exact same thing uh, that you are. Definitely. Uh, I mean, De- Deborah, we could literally talk for hours. You are one just know, a, right? a full of knowledge and information and just so easy to talk to. Thank you so much for coming on here. I don't want to take up mo- yeah, any more of, of your course. time. My and pleasure. Definitely want to have you back on. I would love to have like you and Alexandra on for like a producer's roundtable at some point to get into like the sure. nitty gritty of producing. What's one definitely. last piece of advice you want to leave, uh, you know, the audience? I think, I mean, this is related to COVID, but the importance of finding things throughout your day that make you happy and practicing those things and finding things throughout your day that make you unhappy and maybe letting go of those things if you can. I think that we often just go through our days without much conscious thought about how our actions are actually making us feel. And I think that it's just so important to focus on how, how different things are making us feel and, um, and how that can make us relate to others. Right. Uh, I think that's really important. So at the beginning of this, we, I, we, you know, we asked you, oh, real quick, before we go, where can people find you? Uh, not pitch you. I want to repeat, <laughs> not pitch you. But where can people uh, find you on social media where they can find more about what you do and about more uh, the more you, more than you see? Where can, yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, that? my Instagram and Twitter are both uh, Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H underscore L Smith. And my for for more than you see, you can go to more than underscore you see on Instagram. And I have links to the podcast, to the website and all that sort of stuff. And the podcast is on all podcasting platforms. So you can find it, rate it, review it, share it, all those things everywhere. And uh, follow her on Clubhouse yes, for all Clubhouse. her knowledge when she goes into Clubhouse rooms. That's a new thing we got to remember to throw yeah. in there. Uh, you know, follow her on Clubhouse. She is just a wealth of knowledge. I've had her in pretty much all the panels I've done so far, and she's just always so kind to her, of her Thank time you. and her information. And so uh, definitely check her out. Um, so before we started, I asked you to give me six random numbers. Uh, we didn't talk about what it was for or anything, and you graciously gave me six numbers. So. After Friendster and before Facebook, there was this wonderful place where people hung out 
called yes. MySpace. And on MySpace, you had your top six or top eight friends, and it started all kinds of fights if you weren't in the top eight. And it took forever for your friend's profile to load because they have what it got. It was one of us playing in the background. But one of the things that MySpace was really the beatings of was online quizzes. Mm-hmm. Now, these weren't like Facebook or BuzzFeed quizzes where it asks you, you find out what like Harry Potter house right. you're in or what character from Seinfeld you're like. This was just quizzes you posted about uh-huh. you, your private information yeah. for the world to see. And uh, I found one of those quizzes has 167 questions. Not going to ask every question, obviously, because that would be a whole other podcast to do. But you did pick six questions that, uh, or six numbers that correlate with some questions on here. Now, the one rule for the MySpace quiz, uh, Deborah, is no explanations. Great. So even if there's like a story to it, we don't get to hear it. As as mean as that is, I think that's hilarious, and I find that funny, so that's what we're doing. For sure. So, Deborah Lee Smith, are you ready for your MySpace quiz? Yes, I am. All right, question number one. And if any of these, I don't know what questions you pick personally, but if any of them are too personal, let me know, and I'll pick like the one below it. Sure. All right, your first question is, do you want any pets? Want? Yes. Uh, what was the first school you went to? Jewish preschool? Probably. Now, this one's a little heavy one. Are you afraid of falling in love? Yes. All right. Do you like Subway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the levels. I know. It's great. Are you afraid of falling in love? And just real quick, do you like Subway? Yeah. Because maybe you'll fall in love over that. I know, right? <laughs> um, let's see here. Your next question is, have you ever been on the computer for five hours straight? Hundred times, yes. <laughs> and uh, finally, did you? This is your last question for your MySpace quiz. Did you ever kiss someone before you were fourteen? No. There you go, Deborah. That was your MySpace quiz. Awesome. Now the world knows that about your feelings for Subway. If you were kissed before fourteen, and that you stare at your computer for more than five hours a day, so often <laughs> the, the world knows you so much better. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Deborah, for yeah, being here. I, you've pleasure. just been so great. Uh, I've loved talking to you. Definitely went some places I did not expect us to go, and I, I appreciate your openness. I hope you'll come back on eventually uh, onto the show. And uh, best of luck with your film that you're going to, to film next next week and your script and uh, and all the things you have coming up. You you deserve you deserve all the success. Thank you so uh, much. And uh, I wish you none of the best. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, back to you, Daniel, in the studio. Yay! And there it is, folks. Our Part three and final part of our interview with Deborah Lee Smith. I just want to thank Deborah for taking so much time to sit with me. Uh, we had a few interruptions during the interview, and she was so patient and so kind. And uh, she talked with me for over two hours, and she was just amazing. So thank you so much, Deborah, for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow Deborah on Instagram at Deborah D E B O R A H underscore L Smith. You can also check out her podcast more than you see at more than underscore you see and you can also go to her website more than you see.com go check it out she is so amazing and i hope you enjoyed this as much as i did talking to her deborah is so amazing 
please check out her films on Hulu and Amazon Prime, including Here a While, that's a while, A-W-H-I-L-E, and Last Three Days. Both are fantastic. Check those out, support her. And thank you once again for supporting this show. Make sure you tell your friends, leave a review. Uh, we love to hear what you have to say. Email us if you have any questions for Deborah. We're happy to pass it on to her. And again, We'll be back again with another episode soon. Thank you so much for keeping with us. And always, keep up the hustle.